Uh, we're talking about the Lord's Prayer, and we're going back to the Hebrew manuscripts, which would have predated the uh, the Greek uh, manuscripts, and uh, both in Aramaic or Syriac, depending on uh, how you go, go back. The early part of this discussion, uh, back in the 7 o'clock hour, spent some time just running down the evidences why uh, the, the teaching here in the West where that the uh, New Testament was written in Greek. Uh, that's just, uh, just such outdated information. Uh, I, it's kind of ironic that it's outdated and, and wrong in the wrong, wrong direction. But uh, if you want to go through, I put a lot of evidences and stuff on the notes for you. So if you go onto our blog, that's all sitting there. All of this, of course, is easily go to, easy to Google and, and to track down because we're talking about history here. So we're in the Lord's Prayer, going back to a Hebrew manuscript that was done by a rabbi by the name of Shen Tov in the 1300s. He was not trying to... Uh, help us have this nice Hebrew manuscript, he was facing the Inquisition, and he was trying to argue that uh, that Jesus uh, the, was not the Messiah, and, and he was not God, and so in order to make that refutation, he translated the entire Hebrew manuscript of Matthew and argued it verse by verse. So while we don't really love his argument, we are so thankful for him to uh, have actually given us the, the book of Matthew in, in Hebrew that would have passed bound through the generations. And so that's kind of neat. So we're just two breaks left. And this one is on the debt of sin. Uh, there's several areas in the Lord's Prayer that I just think are really huge. We just talked about this, this bread. Is it daily bread or continual bread. And this next one is the dealing with the forgiveness for sins, which was for me probably my favorite part of this Hebrew translation. Which is, and forgive us the debt of our sins as we forgive the debt of those who sin against us. Now we're used to saying, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and some, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. There's lots of variations on that. In Matthew, this prayer says, forgive us our debts. Luke, forgive us our sins. So which is it? Well, it's actually both, the debt of our sins. So in Hebrew, you have several concepts dealing with forgiveness. Mecha is to cancel a debt. When God forgives us, the debt of our sin no longer needs to be paid. It is canceled, right? Mecha is to erase. Both come from the a very similar word, mech, it's uh, that catchy sound in the middle of that, to wipe out or to wipe. In ancient times when you had a debt, they made a certificate of debt, it was written in ink. To erase it was to pour water on it, wipe the ink away. So that's where that mechal concept comes from. You're erasing your debt of sin. A nasa is to bear a burden. One of Jehovah's titles is, it's El Nose. It looks like nose in English, but it's the forgiving God, literally the God who bears the burden of sin. When God forgives us, he takes the burden of sin off our shoulders, carries it for us. We're free, washed clean, made white as snow. So however you want to slice that up out of all the Hebrew words, sin carries with it a debt. It can be canceled. It can be erased. It can be born. But sin creates a debt that must be dealt with. There's consequences to our wrong actions and deeds. Matthew 18 includes the parable of the debt. It's the guy where the man owes a debt uh, to a king. He can't pay the debt. The king forgives the man. But the man doesn't forgive his servant who owes him, but demands that the servant pay him. 
Well, in Hebrew, this is a very different kind of a story. In Hebrew, uh, the word pay is shalom. It means pay, it means peace, restore. It sounds like shalom, right? So it's a very similar word, restore. It also means complete or finished. So in the Hebrew translation of that kind of parable of the debt, in Matthew 18, it says, So shall my Father in heaven do, if you shall not forgive each man his brother with a complete heart. So notice it's the word pay and complete again. So English translations just say, forgive each man his brother with, a, with, a, with, a, with their heart. The Hebrew word for complete or finished, again, shalem, same as the word for pay. So it's, it's one of those uh, ongoing things that Jesus does in his teaching. The Hebrew concept is that forgiveness is paying a debt. It makes you complete. It erases the debt. So if we refuse to forgive the debt of others who sin against us, the Father will not forgive our sins. God treats us the way we treat others. The Hebrew rendering calls this reciprocal justice which is rooted in Ezekiel 16. For thus says, Jehovah, I will deal with you as you have done, who despises the oath by breaking the covenant. So it's a neat concept for the Jews. In the sabbatical year and in the year of Jubilee, each Israelite would be set free from debt, the debt of slavery, the debt of sins, and allowed to return to their own land, which was being redeemed. But there was no forgiveness unless they forgive those who were in debt to them. So in the same way, we need continual bread. We need continual forgiveness. We need to share our bread continually. We need to extend forgiveness continually. So all of this part of this section of the Lord's Prayer is, is almost, it's all a poem and it rhymes in Hebrew, but you know, it just kind of rolls on. The debt of sin is an intersection of two roads. The commands we refuse to obey and the actions that cause damage or wounded. You still have to deal with both of those. And while we're on this subject, we're getting ready for the new year. And uh, 5782 is a sabbatical year. It's the, it's the next where you give the land rest. So this literally is a year that is built around forgiveness and the releasing of people.